0: welcome and welcome and welcome in episode 37 of the dynasty debates in the middle of the building the big board series rookie fever at its peak coming at you again i am your humble host evan brown at ffevolution on twitter or follow the show if you so wish dynasty debates on twitter and There's another way you can get in touch if you don't have Twitter, which you should get Twitter. Let's be honest. That's a hint and tip there. You can just file that away for free. Drop an email, dynastydebates at gmail.com. So there's lots of ways to get in touch if you have any questions or comments about the series, about the show in general hit me up let me know and just real quickly here if you don't mind if you have a spare 45 seconds in your life drop on your favorite podcast listening platform and drop a cheeky rating or review i'd really appreciate it um but yeah without wasting any more of your time let's get into two more amazing wide receiver prospects with the one and only mike bauer something is wrong with you i got a fever adam himself could not
1: resist the temptation a rookie fever
0: We are back again talking through wide receivers. Still got Mike Bauer at Rewind CEO tearing it up, giving us some hot takes on these prospects. Talking through this 2022 wide receiver rookie class, building our big boards. And to be honest, I think me and Mike both agree this wide receiver class has been a little bit a little bit missold. I feel like everyone's been a little bit too down on it, kind of poo pooing it and just saying, oh, it's all about the 2023 class and stuff. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I am against that. I, I say, no, I'm not saying that the 23 class is bad or not good. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this 2022 class is pretty legit. And I think that we have a chance of having a good few guys out of that class, that are probably solid wide receivers in the NFL and solid contributors for your fantasy football teams. So we're going to talk about one of those guys now. Guests first, as always. We're talking about the lesser-known Alabama wide receiver, John Mechie III. So he is a junior. He's 21 years old. He was a four-star recruit out of high school. He comes in at 5'11, 187 pounds, nine and a quarter inch hands. So he's not the biggest dude in the world. Probably I'm well, I'll I'll let Mike tell us, but I'm assuming he'll kind of more likely fall into like a slot role at the NFL level. Um, he didn't compete in the combine drills due to an ACL tear. So sadly, he suffered the same fate as his fellow Crimson Tide wide receiver jameson williams and he is recovering from an acl tear now as far as some stats and figures about him he had a breakout age of 21.1 which is not good it's no bueno if you're into that sort of thing it's only 32nd percentile he did have a 26.9 percent target share in college which is an 80th percentile so that kind of you know there's some yin and yang there um, in 30 games for Alabama. He had 155 receptions for 2081 yards, 13.4 yards per reception and 14 touchdowns. So in 2021 specifically, so his final year, he had 96 receptions for 1,142 yards, 11.9 yards per reception and eight touchdowns. So a really, really, really solid final year overshadowed obviously by Jameson Williams, but He's certainly had a great year I mean his 96 receptions are third most in Alabama single season record history, which again we've already discussed Alabama has a very prestigious albeit hated history um and paired with jameson Williams is only the second wide receiver wide receiver duo to each eclipse a thousand yards in the same season. I think definitely he is being overlooked and undervalued but what are your thoughts Mike where do you see John Mechie fitting in in the NFL but also in our rookie drafts
1: so John Mitchie is another guy. I liked his film a lot. The one thing that really, really stood out to me was his burst off the line. I mean, he, he is a step ahead above the defender. Every time he gets off the line, it's explosive right away. Uh, His speed overall is really good too. And I think an, an underrated thing is his closing speed on the ball and the way he tracks the ball is very underrated. Um, Good release, uses his technique to get open, not just his speed, which, again, super underrated, doesn't round his, his routes off, sure-handed. Another guy, another Bama receiver, this is all scheme. Um, he's so open that I don't see a lot of contested catch. I don't see a lot of physicality from these guys because they're always so open. And I think that's something that's, that needs to be taken into, you know, you need to think about this when you're scouting Alabama quarterbacks as well. And I'll give you two examples. Bryce Young, Jalen Hurts. They were always throwing to two guys that are completely wide open. So can they throw receivers open? Something you need to apply. Offensive schemes matter when you're scouting quarterbacks. Just that's something I look for. I just wanted to say that just in case you're wondering why I'm down on certain guys, could also say that about Tua as well. Um, I mean, after the catch, he's you like yak guys. Here's a yak guy. He makes it count. Um, Run blocking, again, it's okay. Not asked to do it a ton. But we're talking 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns in his final season. And he missed the playoffs with the torn ACL. So, fantastic. Now, he's a guy that, again, I could see him sneaking into the second round. Not sneaking in, falling to the second round of the draft. And you never know, just because he gets overshadowed by Jameson Williams, maybe he falls in like the early third. That's massive value. Um, I actually have him graded at a 6.11, which is slightly above good starter. Lost a little bit because of the ACL tear. You know, we are grading these guys as what we see on film. And obviously, what's going on right now?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, a lot of your points are really, really solid and just kind of nailed who he is as a player. Um, You know, he's quite shifty in the open field. He's got good yak. Um, he's an underrated route runner, like you said, like you mentioned. I don't think people talk a lot about him as a route runner, but he's actually really, really solid. I feel like as a route runner, mm-hmm. um, able to find multiple ways of getting open, which I think you alluded to. You kind of touched on. He's not just a speed guy. I thought he was really a smart, savvy, you know, pr- just really clever player that you know is probably going to be one of those guys in PPR leagues. that's really, really solid for your fantasy team. Again, he's. I would be very surprised if he's ever like a wide receiver one. I don't expect that, but, not everyone has to be a wide receiver one for them to be, you know, fantasy viable or useful or helpful for you. I mean, think about, you know, think about uh, Jamison Crowder. I mean, there was definitely a couple of years where people really wanted Jamison Crowder on their teams because he was getting 15 targets a game or whatever, you know, depending on the situation that he finds himself in. I think, you know, Mechie could easily be somebody like that who is a really solid slot receiver um, really contributing not as the one, but as a two or a three. I mean, he could easily be one of those guys who gets, you know, six, seven, eight targets a game gets five, six catches for 80 yards and then the odd touchdown and stuff like that. You can easily utilize him. So for me, absolutely. I really like him. I think he's, um, you know, he's definitely undervalued for what he is and what he brings to the table. I would say, Absolutely. He's very unlikely to be going in the first rounds of any drafts. I think you're going to easily be able to get him in the second round, even just in a one QB league, looking at it there off the top of my head, the way things stand now, obviously we don't know in the NFL draft, I'm assuming he's probably like a third, fourth round pick. Maybe. Okay. Um, I don't think he's going to be a first or even a second round wide receiver. I personally wouldn't think that um, I, I could easily see him being a third or fourth round though. So if he gets a decent, Draft capital in a fairly decent position. I mean, I, I would be looking at probably. There's a lot of good receivers in this draft, but yeah, I would say somewhere in the sort of anywhere two o three and later sort of range, I'd be happy to take him. I think um, later,
1: I think you're going to be able to get him later. Yeah.
0: Through. Oh, absolutely. I think, but I'm saying if you're sitting and looking at it, and maybe you've only got like the two o four, and that's the only second round pick you've got, and a lot of your dudes that you really like are gone but you know he's not going to be there when it's your next turn in the mid third or something i'd be happy enough taking him at the 204 205 somewhere in there um depending on who's left there is quite a lot of really good receivers to be honest with you that we still haven't touched on so and there's some interesting running backs as well so in a 1 QB league yeah i'm probably mid second i'm probably sort of really i'm really comfortable i should say like if i'm getting him at the 205 206 207 i'm loving that i'm i'm happy with that value if i have to um and i really like his landing spot and i'm really intrigued by him and maybe some of my other dudes are off the board i probably okay reaching up to like the 203 204 um, but i wouldn't really probably go any higher than that just looking at the other receivers that there are and looking at some of the running backs uh, where are you at with where are you comfortable taking him where ideally do you want to take it
1: mid-second if and if i you know if i'm at like the 2223 and i don't have him you know slightly later second pick i'm happy with taking him there too to be honest with you. He's a guy yeah. I might like a little bit more than, uh, Chris Olave. I just think his, his technique and refinement is so much better than Olave's. And that's not a knockout. I like Olave too. I just, I like John Mechie better.
0: Wow. No, that is that is a hot take. I mean, I really like Olave a lot, I guess. Um so I mean, I certainly would rather have Olave, but you know, that's that's interesting that you're you're that high on him. You know, I I certainly like him and I think he is undervalued. I think a lot of people um you can get him in the late second in you know, one QB leagues I'll bet But for me, yeah, absolutely comfortable in the mid second, anywhere in the mid second or later. Um, in a super flex league, a little bit later, probably like in the later second round pick, um, just because of some of the quarterbacks are then going to be in the second round for me. Um, Things like that. But yeah, no, I think we're pretty much more or less on the same. Obviously Mike's a little bit higher on him than I am, but either way, I do think he's a solid player. I think he'll be a solid value um, in your drafts. Now, as for my player that we're touching on, I don't think he's going to be necessarily a value, <laughs> but I think he could be a uh, a player worth spending up on, and that is Drake London. So he is USC; he's a Trojan. He is a junior. He's only twenty years old. He was a four-star recruit coming out of high school. He's a big dude. He's six foot three, two hundred and nineteen pounds, and he's got nine, and I believe that's a quarter-inch hands. Um, Nope, three-eighths of an inch, just to be fair to him. So nine, nine and a half inch hands. Um, again, if we we're talking breakout age, he has a breakout age of 18.1, which is 99th percentile so that's pretty pretty good (laughs) um you can't get much better than that he did not participate at the combine drills um he did play basketball as well as football into college so he actually played a couple games for usc um at the basketball level so that's interesting he was not only a dual sport athlete but he was very very good at both sports um he missed the end of the 2021 season with a fractured right ankle. So that's unfortunate, but again, not something long-term that I would expect to majorly stop him or slow him down or weigh him down. Um, In 22 games for USC, He had 160 receptions for 2,153 yards, 13.5 yards per reception, and 15 touchdowns. So that's pretty good, anyways. But the interesting thing is in 2021, right? So this is his last season, this is before he fractured his ankle, and it's only an Eight game sample size. So think about this: in eight games, he had eighty-eight receptions <laughs> for one thousand and eighty-four yards, twelve point three yards per reception, and seven touchdowns. It's all Drake London all the time, baby. Um, in twenty twenty-one, so with with Drake London, so I really like Drake London. Um, and I think most people do. So I don't think he's going to be a sleeper. I don't think anybody is going to be uh forgetting about him anytime soon. But what we do like about him, so for me, me so one of the things some people have knocked about him is he doesn't create separation you know he's not a a super crisp incredible route runner who's just leaving people in the dust but to me it doesn't really matter because what he is good at is he is amazing at contested catches. So he's the best um, at contested catches in this class. For me personally, the way I've graded out the receivers, I've got him graded as the the best at contested catches. Um, And a lot of it, I think, comes from even that basketball background. You can see him quite literally boxing out defenders to go up and just get that ball as if it was a rebound. Um, He's got really good hands you know, for those contested catches, um, he's really feisty. He's got a lot of fight on them with, with, even with defensive backs. You can see him getting into it with defensive backs. He's not scared. He's not going to back down. So he's got that kind of, he's got that competitiveness, that feistiness. He may even need to tone that down a little bit when he gets to the NFL. Um, can't be hand fighting with DBs all the time. He's, um, he was used uh, similar to like Christian Watson. He's used in the short passing game as well with screens, um, jet sweeps, things like that. Now, again, he's not very sure sharp on his brakes he's not an amazing route runner um but that's Something that can continue to improve and evolve in his game. Um, he is willing to block. So that's good. That's another solid thing. He seems like he has a really good work ethic. He's not overly shifty, um, but he does have really good contact balance. So he's a big dude. He's hard to bring down. He's a yak monster um, and he knows how to use his frame. So he doesn't need to necessarily be, he's not like Deontay Johnson where he needs to be really shifty and quick and, you know, juking people. He just kind of like either knocks people over or drags them along with him <laughs> as he's on his way wherever he's going um, he has a really massive catch radius which is great especially because if he's got a super um you know if he lands in like you know obviously green bay and he's got this amazingly um accurate quarterback then it's not a problem but even if he lands somewhere where the quarterback's not as accurate he's going to be the quarterback's best friend because the court quarter- he can just chuck it up and this dude's going to go up and he's going to come down with the ball you know eight out of ten times um but again he's a solid route runner he's just not an incredible route runner And this to me is somewhere where this is something where, and it maybe sounds a little odd to people because he is kind of, I would say consensus in the top realm of the wide receivers. But I think for me, this is where you are like we talked about previously you're having to kind of project a little bit you need to kind of look at the circumstances look at the tools and the gifts and the skill sets that he's got and use that to project into why because if you're looking at it just on paper just right now what people can do he may not be one of the top two or three most gifted talented wide receivers in this class but when you take into consideration his size how big he is the fact that up until this last year he was also playing basketball so he's only just started to solely focus on football when you take into consideration how young he is um all these different factors you start to realize that the sky truly is the limit for this dude um and he is very very much somebody that i could easily see being a real impact player at the nfl level but also in your fantasy football team so for me um you know Obviously, I've said my piece. I'm not going to go too much further here because I do want to hear my I do want to hear what Mike has to say about it. Um, but what what are your thoughts? Have I missed anything? Is there anything you kind of are 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 wanting to chirp in here and kind of give a, a counterpoint to Drake London? Or are you agreeing with me that he's kind of one of the elite um, options at the wide receiver class this year?
1: I like Drake London. I think he's kind of a like a tear break for me. He is my wide receiver six right now. Um, I'll give you one through five: Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, George Pickens, Jahan Dotson, and Jamison Williams. So I think there's just a bit of a tear break after that, and he's like the the number one guy in uh, the second tier here, and that's that's fine. You know, he he's a big dude, always fighting, beats one on one coverage, lines up everywhere, really soft hands. You know, you don't see him see him stone handing a lot of passes, which is great, especially when you consider he played most of his career with Keaton Slovis, um, who I had a lot of hopes for, and then I scouted him. I thought he was going to declare this year. He did transfer to Pitt, which I think will be good for him. Works in a pro style offense. We're not talking about Keaton Slovis today, though. Uh, but he did also play with Jackson Dart, who also transferred oddly enough. Um, well, that's what happens when you have a new coach come in, I guess. But hey, soft hands doesn't stone in a lot. Makes some really really tough catches and again you know his last two seasons cut short COVID in 20 not him but the season as a whole and the fractured ankle in 21 um I think he's a second or third round NFL draft pick my film grade on him is 6.33 so I have him you know a little bit above good starter um where am I taking him you see I'm all, I'm like all over the place when I draft him because there's a lot of times where when I'm mocking him, it's just like, oh, I like this guy better. I like that guy better. Or, well, is this tight end premium? Well, I'm probably not looking at tight ends then. You know, it's like Trey McBride and everyone else for me. But I'm probably thinking he's another like mid to late first round guy in a one QB, late to early second guy in a super flex
0: league, somewhere around there. So this is obviously where we have our first proper disagreement and this oh, is good no. this is healthy for radio because you know obviously it's all well and good us holding hands and uh, singing kumbaya all the time and agreeing about everybody but for me Drake London is is in the top tier of the running of the wide receivers in this class I just think again for me I guess what I'm talking about is I am sort of projecting a little bit. I'm looking at like what he can do now, but I'm projecting that forward. Like you said, you mentioned both of these last two years cut short. He is only a junior, so it's not like he's 23 years old and he's 20 years old. He's really young. He's got so many things that are just intangibles that you can't teach. Like I said, you can't teach him to be that tall, that big. Um, and just with his background with basketball and with just just the who the player that he is he does so many different things and he does them really well but again i think there's so much room for growth and development so for me i'm 100% um you know i'm i'm comfortable taking him in the early first like in a in a 1 QB league i'm absolutely comfortable having him at the 102 103 104 somewhere in there um i have no problem with that because again i just believe in his in, in the ceiling that i see for him. And I think he has a really safe floor with the type of player that he is with what he brings to the table. I think he's got a really, really safe floor, um, as well as, as a really high ceiling. So I understand, um, absolutely the Jameson Williams love. I understand the Traylon Burks love. I understand all that, but like all things being equal well, for me personally, I'm obviously a lot higher than Mike, but that's what makes fantasy football. Great. Is that, you know, I'm going to be wanting Drake London. He's going to be wanting, you know, John Metchie. No, I'm, jo- I'm, joking. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm <laughs>
1: joking. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Our last one quarterback mock, he went at
0: 1-5. Yeah, that makes sense. That that sounds about right to me because I can imagine in one quarterback league, you're probably looking at your Brees Hall at the 101 or 102. And then, again, it's just the flavors. It's like who wants who wants uh, Jameson Williams or who wants uh, Traylon Burks or who wants um, Garrett Wilson, you know, and then he could end up being in that 104 to 106 range, you, wanna, you know, somewhere in there. But, yeah, I'm absolutely – fine taking him at 103 104 in a one qb league in a super flex league it doesn't really change much for me because in this quarterback class there's probably only one or two quarterbacks that i'm really excited about in 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 the first round of a one of a super flex league even so it doesn't change too much for me that high up in the first round
1: oddly enough in our most recent super flex mock draft he got taken at the one four
0: yeah that makes sense to me so that's, that's what I mean is like to me, um, off the top of my head in a super flex league, you're probably, most people are looking at around Malik Willis, maybe is the one one or one oh two, Brees Hall again. And then after that, you're talking, is it Garrett Wilson? Is it Drake London? Is it Traylon Burks? You know, who, who, and I think some people are a little bit freaked out about the testing for Traylon Burks. So he might slide down to the bottom of that list of the top three or something like that. So for me, I, I am, I am a Drake London believer. I'm more than comfortable taking him in that top three, top four picks. Um, of your one qb or even really in your super flex league drafts there you go we had our disagreement we're still friends but wow. stick with me and if he hasn't called in a hit on me we'll, we'll be back again tomorrow with more of these beautiful breakdowns i drive zero rb in dynasty pass off a young receiver nah i couldn't be me My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said, and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate